on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Justin Garcia. All right, middle relief and the bullpen falter once again. The Brewers dropped the first two games of this series against the Mets. Last time I was on this show, we had said, and look, it really had kind of bubbled up to the point where it needed to be prior to September, or at least where we are now. But Brewers have put themselves in a spot where they simply need to win every single series from here on out. And it's not going to be the case here against the Mets. Yes, it's good opponents and tough opponents that you're dealing with, but that's the position the Brewers are in. So losses like tonight especially frustrating for this team that is fighting for their playoff lives and an update on uh, how tonight's results have impacted that. 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to join us on Brewers Extra Innings tonight. I'm Justin Garcia. We are here until 11.30, a 7-5 to loss by the Brewers. And uh, look, we talk about frustration with... Not only the bullpen surrendering leads, and we touched on this in July and August, the most difficult part about this and what we've seen the last month, month plus for the Brewers, is these are games the Brewers would have won prior to the Josh Hader trade. And I'm not trying to go back and relitigate that entire move and the entire sequence of the trade deadline but that was the position of strength that you had where you knew our bullpen, 7 through 9, we feel like we've got things locked down. If we have the lead through six innings, it's over. And think back to all these frustrating, tough losses we've seen over the course of the last six or so weeks. How many times has it been the bullpen that's been the issue here? Obviously the offense, but the bullpen surrendering a late lead like we saw once again tonight. And you lose a game where the opponent has just four hits. Seven runs on four hits. Last night, we heard Craig Council mention one tough sequence, really, that did in Corbin Burns, and and that's been another reoccurring story game after game for this team. It's been one bad inning, typically early in the game, or one bad pitch. Same thing tonight. A three-run home run once again to Pete Alonso. And then a grand slam to Francisco Lindor. And the Brewers go from evening this series and getting some help to potentially making some more movement in the uh, playoff standings here to another loss here. 7-5 to at the hands of the New York Mets. So 78-70 and on the season now are the Brewers. Uh, mentioned there are teams in action above the Brewers. So you've got to keep an eye on the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Padres. All three of those teams were idle last night when the Brewers lost. All three are playing tonight. Cardinals are playing the Padres. We'll update you on those scores and what it means for the Brewers' standings. But once again, the number to join us on Brewers' extra innings, 855-616-1620. That is the number to text in or uh, give us a call as well. Vinny Rotino of Valley Sports Wisconsin is our guest tonight. He will be joining us momentarily while we await on Vinny, though. Let's uh, head out to the phone lines. First caller of the night from Chicago, Wesley, you're up on the show. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a longtime Brewers fan, and um, I hated to see their slide the last few months uh, out of first place. But 
a few ideas that may help him uh, spur some uh, winning winning uh, uh, games, and that would be um, I'd like to see him get a lot more aggressive on the base paths. Uh, perhaps uh, try to steal some more bases, stretch out a few bases uh, to extra base hits, um, maybe some uh, squeeze plays and so forth. But I think you need to get these runners that are on base. Uh, home for some runs. Um, other things, uh, shake up that lineup. I'd even like to see him have McCutcheon lead off. Uh, maybe Yelich bat second, Adamas third. Um, and as far as the closer, you know, maybe get back Hater for next season if possible. But in the interim, um, I'd like to see even maybe Boxberger be your closer. He's a pretty successful um, pitcher over the last few years. And um, Hira, I'd like to see Hira play more. Um, he seems to be your good luck charm on the Brewers. But um, that's pretty much sums up what I'm kind of rooting for them to get back to their winning ways and uh, at least get into the, um, you know, wild card uh, playoff. Yeah, thanks for the call, Wesley. Um, you mentioned Andrew McCutcheon, two hits tonight. Now, I have no problem. I wouldn't move him to the leadoff spot. Christian Yelich has found his home there, and Christian Yelich is getting on base. Did not tonight, but by and large, getting on base and scoring runs. Um, but Keston Hira down there in the order once again tonight. I don't necessarily disagree on having to find ways to manufacture runs here, but I think we've seen that from the players capable of doing it. As you look around the roster, it's not the way this team has been built. This team is built to get on base and hit home runs, and when the home runs don't come, the offense can tend to look anemic, as we've seen through really the majority of the summer here. 855-616-1620, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Our old pal Doug chiming in on the text line. Uh, still only two out. The way they're playing, it feels like five. Very lucky there's a third wild card this year or there would be no chance Taylor Rogers does it again. Pitching falling apart at a bad time. Supposed to have a win streak, not a losing streak. And uh, that's exactly it. You had the two-game skid after taking two in a row from the Yankees. And that Yankees series reminded you so much of uh, early 2000s. I believe it was 2005 when the Yankees came to then Miller Park. Yankees were a pretty good team. The Brewers were kind of on the ascent took the first two games of the series, and you started to think, can the Brewers sweep the Yankees before getting their brains beaten in in the third game of that series? And it's basically the way things went here. Even though you jumped on Garrett Cole early, you still felt like, all right, this is what this team needed to start to stack this success, continue to win series, as we're going to continue to point out. No more margin for error. You have to win every single series you're in from here on out because of the spot you've put yourself in. Doug mentioned in that text, uh, one out-ish in the wild card. Uh, it's a little more than that, and it gets complicated. I also want to touch on a little later on the show some of the comments that Craig Council had made about the change to the playoff format this year, first and foremost. But with that is the removal of Game 163. Now, this isn't breaking news. We've known this for some time but it's become a story in the last couple of days, and Craig Council is one of those in baseball that 
has lent his voice to it and has been very outspoken about the absence of a game 163 and instead relying on tiebreaker in your regular season performance. So we'll get to those comments as well and a few more texts chiming in from you guys to get to. But another disappointing loss for the Brewers where the bullpen does not hold on to the lead and the Mets score seven runs on just four hits All of their runs scored on two home runs. A grand slam from Francisco Lindor to put the Mets in front for good. And another three-run home run from Pete Alonso. And the Mets are winning this series now with a chance to sweep the Brewers tomorrow afternoon in the series finale. Vinny Rotino of Bally Sports Wisconsin joins us. More time to hear from you as well. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Willie, a bouncer back up the middle into Sutter. And Mitchell scoring easily, so the stolen base proves to be a big one. Seven to five final at American Family Field. The Brewers fall to the New York Mets. Have a chance to avoid the sweep. Tomorrow afternoon in the series finale, one ten first pitch. Uh, Aaron Ashby reactivated, made his first start in basically a month to the day, August 19th, with the uh, shoulder issue that landed him on the IL. But he was back today. He lasted two innings. We'll hear from Craig Council, who did address the uh, Aaron Ashby outing a little bit later on the program. And again, we'll get to some of the comments that Craig Council made not just Craig Council, but I think his name or his voice was lended the most to this story about, hey, uh, baseball's playoff format's different this year. And with that, and the three-game, 12 playoff teams, best of three in the opening round, best of five, best of seven, and uh, best of seven again in the uh, wild card divisional championship series and world series formats here we don't have time for a 163 anymore so we've talked about this i know i have throughout the show it comes down to the tiebreaker and unfortunately the brewers do not own that tiebreaker against the padres against the phillies Not that it's going to matter at this point, but it's trending towards not owning it against the St. Louis Cardinals either. So these things matter and are things you got to keep an eye on for the reasons we pointed to before. I mean, the Brewers have seemingly been a game and a half, two and a half out of the playoffs for the last six or so weeks. It's more than that because of that tiebreaker in the absence of game 163. If you look at the wild card standings right now, The Brewers are still back of the Phillies and the Padres. Phillies did lose tonight, so that helps you out. In the actual standings, two and a half games back of the Phillies. But 70 losses for the Brewers to 67 for the Phillies. That's what you got to keep an eye on. So they're three games back, and they don't have the tiebreaker. So you are essentially four games out of the playoffs. You may see that two and a half on the standings column, but you're essentially four games out of the playoffs now because... Of no game 163. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And uh, joining us now, our old pal from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, he is uh, Vinny Rutino. Um, Vinny, I feel like this has kind of uh, been the same script that uh, you and I at least have talked about a couple of times this year where it just, 
it, we've heard the story before where it's been one bad sequence or one bad inning, but it's been really two, where it's the the pitch to Pete Alonso two nights in a row, and, and then the bullpen just can't hang on to that lead that this is becoming all too familiar of a trend for the team. Yeah, I mean, it was scripted out the way that they wanted. The best they could script this bullpen game out, right? You were hoping for two from Aaron Ashby, which they got. And then and then you needed a few guys. I thought it was going to be a few guys, maybe even Brent Suter, to bridge it to the back end of the pen. It just took it just took Milner and Strezlecki to bridge to the back end of the pen in Boxberger and then Rodgers and then and then ne- never got to Devin Williams. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Boxberger, you, you just – I mean – 17 of Pete Alonzo's 37 home runs at this point have come off non-fastballs. What does that mean? He, he hammers off-speed pitches, and we saw that last couple of nights. If you're going to throw him off-speed pitches, it's got to be lower than low. It's got to be way below the zone. Get him to chase it. It was a 1-1 pitch, a hanging slider from Boxberger. He absolutely tattooed it out of here. Again, the set, you know, like you said, Justin, second night in the row that that's happened. And then I was actually surprised Lindor swung at that pitch Rodgers, you could tell the game was speeding up on Rodgers. This is the first time we've kind of seen that from him. He was all over the place with both his slider and his fastball, and Lindor jumped on the first pitch fastball that was just pretty much up down the middle for a grand slam. That's, that's actually hard to do. It was surprising that he swung at that just because he was all over the place. Um, and that, the Mets are on a mission to win the NL East. You can tell that, and uh, Buck Showalter has them playing as such, and it's unfortunate the Brewers are playing them right now. Yeah, I mean, Buck Showalter saying the other day, too, that he'd, he'd do something crazy if they did end up winning the division. I'm sure that's adding to it, but the, <laughs> these are games, too, that we're not trying to relitigate the trade deadline and all the events leading up to and afterwards, but I think the frustrating part is the last two, three years, these are games, and really beyond that, since Josh Hader was with the Brewers and really started to emerge, these are games you've grown accustomed to winning because the Brewers did such a good job of you know the bullpen as a whole, and not just the back end with Hader and Devin Williams. You think about the middle relievers and the impact that they had. Now with that trade, with Josh Hader gone, those guys are all pushed towards the back of the bullpen, so you got to replenish those middle relievers. And as you touched on with Taylor Rogers, not only tonight but really recently, we've we've seen him go through some struggles. That what was seemingly invincible, it's no longer there. Where you don't have that advantage of just get the lead through six innings, and we feel like it's over. Right, that was the script, and it seemed so easy to win ball games. Right, it was the really good starting pitching to get through at least five innings, have an early lead. Or, or, or have a lead kind of in the middle of the game, and then it was over. It was, it was the, it was the, you know, the Brad Boxberger show, uh, you know, the Devin Williams and the Josh Hader show, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't have Josh Hader, and even if they did, you know, maybe the same scenario is ha- will ha- would have happened that's happening right now because Josh Hader did show chinks in the armor right there before they got rid of him, and you know, like you said, Justin, it was, it was, it seemed like it was so easy to win, and. and and here's the thing. The Brewers are 23rd in batting average in all of baseball, right? They're hitting 238, and they're not the Mets. The Mets are fifth in batting average, so they're getting hits. They're stringing together hits. We see that. They're never out of ball games because that lineup is so deep. They give you a really good at-bat. They pass that baton. It's something the Brewers, they're just not built for. They're built for walking and then hitting the three-run home run, and if they don't get that, you know, they're not going to score. 
And, um, and then, you know, be, having, you know, being built that way, right. And getting what we saw last year and parts of this year was getting that three run home run. And then what, like you said, having that script play out where they were just handed over to the back end of the bullpen that, like you said, was absolutely invincible. Now it's not. And you see kind of, you know, where this team has gone ever since. And somehow, some way, either they're going to have to change the way that they, you know, build, build the team, uh, I'm, I'm looking ahead to next year. I, I'm not saying this year is over. I'm just saying next year maybe they're going to have to rethink how they build a team and then maybe find a couple more invincible arms at the back end of the pen. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm with you where there's, what, 14 games left in this season. And, you know, I, I just, as you were coming on, finished kind of looking at the standings, and it, it's easy to look at the game's back column and see, okay, two and a half back of the Phillies. You're still within it here. But it's really four. You're three back in the loss column, and you don't have the tiebreaker. So that uh, that lead is even larger than it appears, and that's where it really starts to get difficult with that many or that few games remaining and a margin that's starting to not shrink and is kind of plateaued around the three- and four-game margin there. It's a lot to ask. And I know we, we talked about right after the deadline how the Brewers – went in the opposite direction of the Cardinals. Granted, a lot of that had to do with the run the Cardinals were on, but they made up nine games the Cardinals did in a span of three weeks. Well, that's not normal. So four games in 14 or 15 games, the math is not on your side. Well, here it's not, 100%. But here's why the Brewers still have an inkling of a chance. And I believe Fangraphs, just to put some you know, some, some stats behind it. Fangraphs, I believe, has, had them coming into the, today as like a 24% chance to still make it to the playoffs. And why? The reason is, is because the Phillies have eight games left against the Astros, Blue Jays, and Braves. Those yeah. teams are, are really, really good. So I'm not even looking at the Padres at this point just because it looks like they're going to win tonight and they're going to gain another game on the Brewers. So maybe that one's out of reach. But they also have a tough schedule. But let's look at the Phillies. Eight games left between the Astros, Blue Jays, and Braves. And now, like you, like I said, the Braves and the Mets are battling it out for this NL East, and that really matters because they're, whoever wins the NL East is going to get a first-round bye. So they are going to fight tooth and nail for every single game the Braves are. Um, and the Astros are just about as good as, as, good as the Dodgers. They're, they're phenomenal, and the Blue Jays are also battling. So, look, here's, here's what it is at the end of the day. If – the Brewers only have four games, I'm sorry, three games left against really good teams now. They have one against the Mets, that's tomorrow, and then two against the Cardinals. The rest of the way, they play the Reds four times and the Marlins four times. I know everyone says watch out for the Marlins pitching, but the Marlins have the worst record in all of baseball since the trade deadline. And that's pretty much their team, you know. That's the team they're rolling with for the, for the last two months of the season um, since the trade deadline because they trade away their stars and they gain prospects. That's how it works. So, you got to win all eight of those. I don't know if they can, but they still have a chance because their schedule is a little lighter. You you have to, and I, look, we've both said this for the last few weeks, but it's even more imperative now. You have to win every single series. So you got to put this series behind you. And you got to win every single series in front of you for the remainder of the season. But that point you made is a good one, where you look at the Phillies and, and what they have. Uh, immediately got crushed tonight by the Blue Jays. One left with the Blue Jays. Then that four-game series with the Braves you mentioned. They closed the season with three on the road against the Astros. 
whereas the Brewers are going to close the season, and you hope these are meaningful games with three games against a Diamondbacks team that's played a lot better in the second half of the season, but that's a big advantage at home versus the way the Phillies close. So your hope is be a game back of the Phillies. Be within striking distance going into that final three games of the season, and the schedule favors you. Yeah, and the Brewers, here's, here's the thing about this team. It's a, I got to be honest, this is a weird team at the end of the day, right? I mean, they, there's been so many ups and downs. They've played terribly. They've also played brilliantly at times. I mean, I know all teams have, but I just I can't remember a team that's been so up and down with their play and so inconsistent with their play. When have they been playing their best baseball? In my opinion, is when their backs are against the wall, when there is a sense of urgency. I mean, even tonight, I never really thought they were out of this game until Edwin Diaz came in the game. I mean, my goodness, is he good? Uh, but I never really thought they were totally out of it. Um, they've, they've shown fight. You know, they've shown better at-bats. I mean, Willie Adamas, how impressive is this guy? Considering that pretty much nobody else in, in the Brewers lineup is hitting, and yet he is hitting. You know how hard that is to do, right? I mean, it is really hard to do when other guys around you are just, you know, giving you empty at-bat after empty at-bat and just struggling because why? That allows the opposing pitcher to kind of settle in, execute pitches, get on a roll. Um, Willie Adamas still goes four for five tonight after breaking a, a hitting streak last night. So he is impressing me more than ever right now and just his ability to want to win these games. Um, I think he'll continue to, to swing a hot bat. Yelich has been swinging a little, you know, he cooled off tonight a little bit, but um, he's still, can, you know, swinging a hot bat. They still have a chance. Their backs are, are up against the wall. It doesn't look super hopeful or optimistic, but um, I'm hoping at least there's some exciting baseball here coming down the stretch. Well, and I think that's the other uh, frustrating part is, you know, you and I talked about this right as the second half was starting of what do you got to do differently in the second half? And the old adage of, well, you just need guys to play to the back of the baseball card and do what you've expected of them. And I think by and large, for as much as we've maligned parts of this offense for the year, by and large, most of these guys are at the point where it's basically what you'd expect. I mean, Willie Adamas has had a really nice season. He's playing to basically his career averages, or at least what he was coming into. Same for Rowdy Telez. Colton Wong's been terrific in the second half offensively. He's right back up there. We've talked at length about Christian Yelich and how he's a different guy now, but he's still productive. The list of guys who you would say, man, he's really had a disappointing season, it's really started to shrink quite a bit offensively to maybe one or two that really jump out. It's just been the pitching that's taken the turn on you. It really has. Yeah. I mean, it's been kind of a different story, you know, you know, from night to night or from series to series. Sometimes it's the middle relievers. Sometimes it's the back end, like we saw tonight. Sometimes it's the starting pitching. I mean, it, and and the other part of it is it, the injury bug has absolutely killed the Brewers, you know, when, you know, as it's hit the starting pitching staff. I mean, now Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser spent some time on the I.L. I mean, um, I know that the Brewers were completely lucky last year and fortunate to have really nobody have any arm injuries except that little stint on the I.L. for Freddie Peralta with the shoulder. But this year, I mean, no one can avoid it. And so, um, it, they're a little bit, it feels like they're a little bit snake bitten, but maybe we're just kind of referencing it against last year's season, how they weren't at all. And they had a lot of good fortune. So, um, somehow, some way they got to dig deep and figure this thing out. All right, Vinny, I know it's a early day for you tomorrow with the one o'clock game. So we'll let you get rested up for that. And 
I'm going to plant this bug out there as well. Hopefully it's it's not for a while yet, but you and I need to get up to lacrosse at some point in the off season. Oh, oh, for sure. Let's let's plan that. Maybe an Oktoberfest when the Brewers are in the World <laughs> Series. Let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Our old pal Vinny Rotino right. of Bally Sports Wisconsin will check in with you again later, Vinny. All right. Sounds good to you, Justin. All right, a 7-5 to loss. The Brewers at the hands of the New York Mets today. And again, the bullpen does them in. A grand slam from Francisco Lindor off of Taylor Rogers, who walked three batters. It was, what, 12 of 15? 12 of 15 pitches to begin the uh, outing for Taylor Rogers were balls. And then a grand slam to Francisco Lindor, the turning point in the game as the Brewers drop their second straight against the Mets, third straight overall. And now you got to piece together a win streak here to keep your playoff hopes alive. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. A number of text messages coming in that we will get to on the text line. Doug on hold as well. We'll get to you after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The pitch. McCutcheon to left center. Get in there. It's in the gap. He's turning first, digging for second. The throw coming on in there. Back-to-back doubles. McCutcheon puts the crew on top. One of Andrew McCutcheon's two hits on the day. The Brewers' offense was not the issue early. It was uh, the bullpen that falters down the stretch once again. A grand slam from Francisco Lindor off of Taylor Rogers, and the Brewers drop another game to the Mets, seven to five. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. A lot of text to get to here on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Before we get to any of those, waiting patiently in Baraboo is Doug. You're up. Good evening, Justin. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, we were actually at the game. Uh, tonight we'll be there tomorrow we're staying overnight but i am from baraboo and one of the things uh well i wasn't going to mention it but you mentioned it or you mentioned hater's name earlier and i've been personally keeping track there's six games that i thought we could have a very good chance uh, of winning if we still had him but that's water over the dam that wasn't my initial comment my comment is with the, the, the lineup where i'm looking at the lineup tonight when, when the game started and you have uh, a guy batting 228 in the cleanup position. And then later on in the game, you have your uh, DH being pinched hit for. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old timer, but has uh, the game changed that much where you don't go with a cleanup batter and then you don't stick with your uh, DH when, when time comes? And I know the lefty righty and they put Peterson in the face of you know, the right handed batter and so on and so forth. It's, I'm, I've been very patient, but I'm getting a little frustrated yeah. this year. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call, Doug. And we'll hear a little bit of Craig Council's uh, comments momentarily here. He did address that and basically said he, he wanted to get Jace Peterson in that bat there. As, as Doug mentioned to pulling your DH, Jace Peterson pinch hitting for uh, Keston Hira. Um, we, we've seen that move or a similar move a handful of times here for the Brewers. And um, look, the Josh Hader thing, I think we can all point to a handful of games where the Josh Hader of old and the the version of Josh Hader that you're used to, the optimized version of him and the Brewers' bullpen, you win that game. 
he obviously hasn't been that guy at all times since the move was made. Not only since the move was made, but we saw the struggles that Hader is having going into the All-Star break. Look, none of us know the issue. You can point to arm angle and everything else. There was a lot of stuff going on off the field with Josh Hader and his wife and the pregnancy. Who knows how much that contributed to it, but he has started to put it together pretty nicely for the Padres of late. So the coulda, woulda, shoulda thing we can do from now until December, but these are the losses you don't usually lose with the bullpen set up the way it has been in years past. Mike in Illinois, you're up next on the show. Yeah, I echo everything you said, basically. Um, My biggest question, and by the way, the trade, because Taylor is out after this year, right? The contract's gone? Uh, Yes. Is that correct? And Lamette, they lost him for some crazy reason. So really, they got nothing for, they got two prospects for for Josh, so that's even crazier. But anyway, when the three walks by uh, Rogers today in the seventh, why was he not pulled? Uh, was he at his limit, as minimum? I mean, do you think they have anybody to take his place to pitch to Lindor? I don't get it. Any idea? Yeah. Um, so Brad Boxberger, just the I one. Mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, Boxberger was one, and then you said uh, Rogers walked three guys in a row. Rogers walked three guys in a row. Uh, on 15 pitches. So why don't you pull him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Craig, I mean, he might have lost it. And, and it was like Rogers was solid in the last month. He's been beat up. And he's something happened to him in his psyche, too. Why did he just pull him right then? I don't know who's left in the bullpen, but well, it, you know what happened next. And this is a huge game to lose, as you, as we all know. It's terrible. That's all. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Um Three walks in a row. He did get Marcana out on a strikeout. But the issue was, um, obviously, you were expecting different results from Taylor Rogers. They didn't have anybody up and run, up and throwing and ready to enter the game uh, for a little bit there. So it was kind of a scramble to get somebody ready to go. And ultimately, we saw that becoming Matt Bush in the eighth inning. Uh, but it was pretty evident. And we've seen outings like this from Josh Hader in the past. It was pretty evident early on. Taylor Rogers didn't have it. So you we can point to why was nobody else out there or summoned. There was nobody up at the pen. So that's the issue number one here. Uh, but this has just become all too familiar here for the Brewers these last six weeks since the All-Star break. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage talking text line. Um, we will hear the comments from Craig Council. We will get to the highlights momentarily as well, but a lot of negativity on the text line. Team is going nowhere as usual. Horrible performance. I hear the fat lady tuning up in the wings, and she's getting louder. Uh, longtime listener, I believe there is your dagger. Should be used for tonight. Season done, sadly. Can't be using multiple bullpen games now. Still don't have Eric Lauer or uh, Freddie Peralta. And uh, Mike chimes in with, just when you think the Colorado loss topped blown leads, the Mets debacle tops it. Seven runs and four hits. Good news. Toronto 
uh, cans, tomato cans, Bucks and T. Rogers will be gone end of season. 855-616-1620 is the number to get in touch with us. More after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The pitch. Omar, a base hit in the center. McCutcheon around third. The throw coming on. He's going to be in there with a belly flop slide. Seven to five loss. The Brewers fall to the Mets, where the bullpen gives up the lead once again. And uh, look, you have to win tomorrow, and you have to win. I know we keep saying this, but you have to win the remaining series that you have. So you have four series left: four against the Reds on the road, and they have really been a thorn. In the Brewers' side this year, but you got to take three of those games. You have to split, ideally win in a sweep, but you have to split the series with the Cardinals. Vinny touched on you got four with the Marlins, who have been maybe the worst team in baseball since the uh, All Star break or trade deadline. And then you close out the uh, season with three at home against the Diamondbacks. You got to win all those series. And. Of the 14 games left at this point, you have put yourself in a spot where you got to win at least 10 of those. And, and, and really, you're looking at 11 and 3 is what you're going to need to do to catch the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I know they have a difficult schedule or somewhat difficult. Still one left with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, by the way, pulverized them 18 to 11 today. You got four with the Braves who are still jockeying for position in the East with these Mets. And you got the Houston Astros to close out the season. Those games are on the road in that uh, Astros series. But the Astros have, they've wrapped up the Western division. And the Astros have wrapped up the best record in the American League as well. So on paper, it's a tough series for the Phillies. But who knows where we're at the final three games of the season. Point is, you've got your work cut out for you. You are not mathematically eliminated, but it's starting to get really, really, really late for the Brewers and their postseason chances. Again, the standings will tell you they're two and a half out of the playoffs. For all intents and purposes, they are four games out of the postseason. You are three back of the Phillies in the loss column, and you do not have the tiebreaker. So you need to finish with a better record than the Phillies. They need to end up losing four more games than you do for the remainder of the season. So you are four games out of the playoffs with 14 left to uh, play. Uh, Another texter saying it wasn't the home runs that lost the game. It was the walks. Brewers have to admit Rodgers had an issue. He is not consistent or reliable at all. Behavior on the mound looks like something's wrong as well. Uh, Take away the walks and they win. They just need to sit Rodgers because every time they put him out there, just emphasizes how bad the hater trade was. It makes Stearns look terrible. Pitching formula is gone, and so are the playoffs. That comes to us from Greg. Uh, how can you fix the pitching with 14 games? If not, I hope Hater does well. On a bright 
spot here before we hear from Craig Council. I trying to coax Vinny Rotino into a uh, off season trip to Lacrosse, where we both went to school. Cross is my hometown. I'm a UWL grad too. Just there twelve days ago. Fortunately, I can't make it back this year for Oktoberfest, but had a fabulous time last year. Lacrosse downtown really looking good. So we'll make it, we'll organize a listener trip. John Mercure gets three and a half weeks off. We'll take four days to take a caravan of Brewers fans and Vinny Rotino up to Lacrosse in the offseason. We'll put those wheels in motion. Uh pitching we've talked about quite a bit on the show tonight. Aaron Ashby, by the way, we, we've mentioned this before, but just two innings from Aaron Ashby. Craig Council addresses that and a few other issues we saw with the pitching tonight. Well, I mean, I think, look, anytime you know you're you're pitching in in tight games, and um, you know the and it's late in the game when the when the lead changes hands, it's we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for sure, um, and and that's the. That's the role of late inning relievers. You know they're going to be pitching in close games and tight games, and um, so there's there's not a lot of margin for error. Um, and uh, just just one of those nights where it didn't work out for both of the guys, unfortunately. With Rogers and, and the homer ball specifically, I mean when you, when he came over here, I think he only given up one, and now it's kind of been the problem when he's gotten hit. What, what are you seeing in that area? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an explanation for that. I don't, I don't, I don't think we found one for that. Um, you know, it's it's certainly confusing. He had Bush up. Was he close? Was he ready? Yeah, I mean, Bush was for the next hitter. Yeah, and once once the homer happened, we just haven't finished the inning. Were there any? You know, in there, you had a, a couple decision points. Where Box came in, where Rogers came in. Process-wise, are you confident that? I mean, I, the game couldn't have gone any better. Um, I mean, absolutely. I mean, even yeah, the game won about as well as we could have hoped that hoped they could go. I mean, Strzelecki and Hobie, Ash, they they all did really really nice jobs. They got us, um, you know, they got us three guys got us to an out in the sixth inning. Um, you know that that's as that's as much as we could hope for. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Aaron coming back and those two innings worked out of trouble? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he threw the ball well. I thought the ball was coming out really good. Kind of the first inning, almost you know, what you might expect from not being out there that much. Um, but but he he felt really good, uh, threw the ball well, and we'll build on it. Was that the pitch count? Was there were you thinking like four innings? He was going to go two innings. Um, that that was that was what we had established, and so no more than that. Do you anticipate him kind of moving forward like a starter would, or do you see him kind of sitting in that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's I think he's capable of more. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes as we move forward. Craig, in the seventh there uh, with here and Peterson. We just put the reverse splits and having, yeah. having the time run at the plate. Um, just doing the thought process on how you manage that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going. Um, I, I understand May's got a little bit of reverse. Um, just going with a. Just decided I wanted wanted Jace to hit in that bat. Does this here is I think three for his last twenty nine. Does that play into it all? Just not yeah, so it plays. It plays in it. Yeah. What's, what's the challenge of pitching to Pete Alonso compared to some of the 
other power guys you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I mean, both balls. I mean, both balls he's hit uh, have been down. Um, you know, that's that's what he's hit really well so far. So, look, he's he's a really good hitter. He's a middle of the lineup. He's leading the league in RBIs. Um, he's this is a very good lineup, um, and, and you know, overall, it's a very good lineup. They they present a lot of matchup difficulties. Um, so it's you know, but you got to go through these guys. You know the the box inning is you know the the you know the unfortunate ball to me was the ball that Lindor just kind of rolled through. I mean nothing, you know, very weakly hit ground ball just hitting the right place. We often ask Craig about the out of town scoreboard because it's right in your face. I'm sure you've seen the Phillies losing some games. How disappointing to not. Yeah, I mean, we we got to win games. I mean, you know, we we've got to just we've got to win games. Um, I don't think I don't actually, you know, we're gonna obviously see what happened in the other games, but we're close enough where we we play really well and we, we can take care of our own our own business, and we we, we still sit in that spot tonight, and we're gonna sit in that spot for a while. Um, but it's it's gonna obviously take us winning games. It's what we said. You got to win every series from here on. You got to piece together a win streak too, and 14 games left. I think the magic number is really 11, 11 and three, 10 and four at the absolute worst, because it's a four-game margin for all intents and purposes that are separating you and the Phillies, and that final wild card spot for the Brewers to make this five years in a row in the postseason. We will get to the highlights and wrap up the show next. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here, Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Justin Garcia. 7-5 loss. The Brewers fall to the Mets in Game 2 of this three-game series at American Family Field. On to the highlights and how we got to that final score. The Brewers would jump on Carlos Carrasco early. Here, Colton Wong led the game off with a double in the second, I should say, before Andrew McCutcheon made it back-to-back doubles in that inning. The pitch. McCutcheon to left center. Get in there. It's in the gap. He's turning first, digging for second. The throw coming on in there. Back-to-back doubles. McCutcheon puts the crew on top. Keston Hero would go down swinging, but one batter later, Omar Narvaez would also double, doubling the Brewers' lead. The pitch. Omar, a base hit in the center. McCutcheon around third. The throw coming on. He's going to be in there with a belly flop slide. Later in the inning, it's some two-out damage here as Willie Adamas gives the Brewers a three-run cushion. Swing and a drive to left center. Get down, ball. Base hit. Willie Adamas delivers. Tyrone Taylor is in. Move on to the fifth inning, and Trevor Williams would come on to relieve Carlos Carrasco, but he could not slow down the Brewers' bats. 3-2 on Wong. He hits one on the line in the right. He will turn and hold with a long single. McNeil grabbed that one in a hurry, but Willie Adamas scores on a big two-out base hit by Colton Wong. Four-run lead for the Brewers in the fifth inning there. But it would not last. Aaron Ashby, you heard some of the comments from Craig Council, gave them two innings 
before Peter Strzelecki and Hobie Milner would take us into the fifth inning. Milner made way for Brad Boxberger, but for the second night in a row, Pete Alonzo would give the Mets a spark. Get in the air to center and deep. This one is going to get out of here, and Pete Alonzo, as he did in last night's game... Brad Boxberger would finish that inning and start the seventh before making way for Taylor Rogers, who again promptly walked the bases loaded on 15 pitches and then let all of those runs and then some come home. Is a high fly ball deep left. Yelich going back to the warning track, and it is gone. A grand slam. Putting the Mets in front. For good, Francisco Lindor with the slam there. And the New York Mets come back from down 4 nothing to beat the Brewers 7-5 in Game 2 of this three-game series at American Family Field. A 7-5 victory. They wrap up the series tomorrow afternoon, 1-10 first pitch. We will wrap up our show after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Another game for the Brewers for Colton Wong ringing the bell. Another multi-hit game, driving in a run. We touched on this with Vinny Rotino. 281-367-471 splits since the All-Star break for Colton Wong. Ringing the bell for the Brewers offense. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.com. Org. Brewers wrap up this series with the Mets tomorrow afternoon. And uh, then 14 games, 13 games after that, remain on this calendar for the Brewers. You do have a four-gamer with the Cincinnati Reds who have given you problems lately. But that's a series where you need to win three of those four games, if not sweep the Cincinnati Reds and uh, the Padres did in fact beat the Cardinals tonight or are an out away from beating the Cardinals. So the difference even greater there. You gotta catch the Phillies. 110 tomorrow. Brewers look to avoid the sweep. You've been listening to Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.